Please listen carefully. Hello and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Erin Barton. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtors meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Erin. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing well. So I've been thinking about something recently. Mold gets kind of a bad name. Everyone thinks mold and they think it's bad. Let's talk about some good mold. Penicillin revolutionized the world, saved lots of lives. Blue cheese, delicious, right? So those are like the Hall of Fame molds. But today we're going to talk about a different kind of mold, one you probably don't want to see. That's right. Today we're going to talk about what property managers and owners need to know about mold and leased properties. And this is bad mold, not Hall of Fame mold. Right. (laughs) While the frameworks are similar, there can be differences between the common law and the VRLTA. So we're going to focus on the landlord and property manager's obligations under the VRLTA. But you should always consult with an attorney if you have specific questions about your particular situation. So let's start at the beginning. At the time of move-in, the landlord must provide a written report of a move-in inspection. As part of that written report, the landlord must disclose whether there is any visible evidence of mold in areas readily accessible within the interior of the dwelling unit. Visible evidence of mold is defined as the existence of mold in the dwelling unit that is visible to the naked eye by the landlord or tenant in areas within the interior of the dwelling unit readily accessible at the time of the move-in inspection. If the report says that there is no visible evidence of mold, the tenant has five days to object in writing, or the written statement shall be deemed correct. On the other hand, if the report says that there is visible evidence of mold, the tenant has two options. First, the tenant can terminate the tenancy and not move into the unit. And if the tenant does this, the lease is over and the parties don't owe each other anything. Alternatively, the tenant can choose to take possession or remain in possession if they've already moved in, in which case the landlord must promptly remediate the mold condition, reinspect the dwelling unit to confirm there is no visible evidence of mold, and then provide a new report showing that there is no longer evidence of mold. Note that the remediation must occur promptly, but no later than five business days. Now that we've talked about the discovery of mold at the beginning of the lease term, let's talk about what happens when mold appears during the lease. To start with, there is a provision of the VRLTA that requires the tenant to use reasonable efforts to maintain the dwelling unit in such a condition as to prevent accumulation of moisture and mold. The law also requires the tenant to promptly notify the landlord of any moisture accumulation that occurs or of any visible evidence of mold discovered by the tenant. But what are the obligations of the landlord in this case? Well, the VRLTA also requires the landlord to maintain the premises in such a condition as to prevent the accumulation of moisture and the growth of mold. If the landlord receives notice from the tenant of moisture or mold, the landlord must promptly respond, remediate, and reinspect the dwelling unit to confirm there is no longer visible mold. The law requires the landlord or the managing agent to exercise ordinary care and perform the mold remediation in accordance with professional standards. That means that you can't necessarily just go in with some disinfecting wipes or a sponge and wipe away the visible mold. You have to follow professional guidelines. During the remediation process, the landlord may require the tenant to temporarily vacate the dwelling unit if the mold condition materially affects the health and safety of the tenant. This relocation period cannot exceed 30 days. During this time, the landlord must provide the tenant with either a comparable unit or a hotel room. 
to be selected by the landlord at no cost to the tenant. Now, the tenant must continue to pay rent during this period, and the landlord is not obligated for any of the tenant's expenses that arise after the relocation period. The landlord does not have to pay for the relocation or the remediation if the mold is a result of the tenant's failure to comply with their obligations to use reasonable efforts to prevent accumulation of moisture and growth of mold. Saren, you know where it's time to go. Where? Legal Hotline Town. Okay, our first question. One of my properties had a burst pipe, which soaked the carpet. We replaced the carpet, and there isn't any evidence of mold that either I or my tenant can see, but he's concerned about the possibility and wants us to conduct a mold assessment. Do we have to do that? Uh, In this case, no. The VRLTA states that a landlord must conduct mold remediation only if there is visible evidence of mold. If neither you or the tenant can view mold in a readily accessible part of the interior of the property, then you and your landlord are not required to conduct any mold assessment. Aaron, do I have to hire a mold remediation company that has been licensed by Virginia? No, you don't. In 2012, DPOR stopped regulating mold remediation companies. However, you can still find independent organizations that offer voluntary certification for mold work, so you might want to start your search for a remediation company with one of those organizations. Next question is, what are the professional standards for mold remediation? Mold remediation, in accordance with professional standards, means mold remediation of that portion of the dwelling unit or premises affected by mold, or any personal property of the tenant affected by mold, performed consistent with guidance documents published by the United States Environmental Protection Agency, the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development, the American Conference of Governmental Industrial Hygienists, the Bioaerosols Manual, Standard Reference Guide of the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration for Water Damage Restoration and Professional Mold Remediation, or any protocol for mold remediation prepared by an industrial hygienist consistent with said guidance documents. All right, Aaron, last question. I hired a company that removed all the visible mold. Do I have to disclose that to any future tenants? Uh, We get this question all the time, and generally, no. If there was visible mold and you hired a company who remediated the mold in accordance with professional standards that you just mentioned, you do not need to disclose it. However, mold is tricky because it's a symptom of something more, which is usually the accumulation of excessive moisture. So if you're certain that the underlying moisture issues have been resolved, that's great. You don't have to say anything. But if the mold was caused by something that is ongoing, you need to disclose that moisture issue. So how can you limit your risk? First, make sure that you do a move-in inspection and note the presence of any visible evidence of mold. If a tenant contacts you with concerns about mold, respond immediately. Get someone out to the property as soon as possible to determine whether there is visible evidence of mold. If there is visible evidence of mold, it needs to be remediated in accordance with professional standards as quickly as possible. If the landlord has questions or concerns about their obligations, encourage them to consult with an attorney to ensure that they understand what their potential liability might be. Thank you for joining us today. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. 
All of the members of this podcast are attorneys. The legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar. Available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License.